Hello everybody, welcome back to an episode of Active XP, the show where we review games. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Joseph Yaden. Joining me today is the beautiful British boy, Chris Penwell. Hello, Chris. Hi, Joseph. How are you today? I'm blinded by the sun. I guess <laughs> it, it's, what is it? It's 6 p.m. right now, and I'm, I sit, I'm facing the sun, and I got the blinds open because I need sunlight. My body is just requesting I... the sunlight. And it, look at this. The listeners can't see, but look at this. This is just a nightmare. You see this? <laughs> yeah, I do. This is awful. So that's how I am. How are you? Oh, good. I, I just give up and just uh, do the blinds when, whenever sun, sunset cut, starts to come. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm excited to talk about It Takes Two. I'm ready to fix your relationship. And, uh, oh, thank God. Thank God. I'm glad you're here to fix my relationship. So, yeah, we're going to talk about It Takes Two. Uh, this is a co-op game. God, this light. I'm going to have to fix this light. This is really distracting. <laughs> and don't you dare cut this out, by the way. <laughs> I was thinking about it. No, leave it in here. Okay, there we go. Oh, yeah, that's a lot better. Mm-hmm. Okay, anyway, we're going to... Sorry about that. We're, we're a professional podcast. Yes, we are. Um... We're going to talk about It Takes Two, uh, the latest co-op game from Haze Light Studios. Um, and this is a very interesting game that I, I didn't expect to like, just flat out. Yeah. I was not interested in this at all. You, I think, were a little bit more jazzed about it I was, it yeah, because I saw the inventiveness and like the whole idea of Jose Fares making a platformer. Uh, uh, a genre right. that you could put a lot of creativity in is, is something that really made me excited. And um, I'm glad that we were able to get a review copy from EA um, Originals to, to do this review. I, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so again, this is made by Hazelight Studios. Um, the head of the company is Joseph Farris, who you guys, I'm sure, uh, are probably aware of. That uh, He's the guy who had the explosive... <laughs> I guess temper tantrum, not really temper tantrum. No. But he had a, it's a he had a rant? His, his explosive rants. There we go. Thank you about the Oscars at the Game <laughs> Awards. I believe it was 2017. Um, and he's sort of a character. And I think with this, like a way out, which was their previous game, I don't know that it got a lot of attention. People who played it said they liked it, but this game I think is like putting this studio on the map, or yeah. at least more so because because of how well it's been received. So. Um, yeah, we're just gonna um, talk a little bit about it. We're gonna spoil it uh, as well. So yeah. if you want, if you want our spoiler-free thoughts, listen to episode one fourteen of Active Quest, the main show. Um, go listen to that. Do you want to give general we, we... thoughts though before we move on? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Just in case, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in case you're listening to this and you and you weren't aware that there were gonna be spoilers. Yeah, we'll give general thoughts and all that. Um, and then, yeah, go check out the main episode if you want to hear our spoiler-free discussion on that. Um, let me read the summary here, and then we'll give general thoughts, and then we'll get into spoilers. Is that okay with you? Yes. Sounds okay, good. cool. So th- this is the summary of the game per the website, uh, you know, that has, like, a description of the game. Um, it reads, quote, Embark on the craziest journey of your life in It Takes Two, a genre-bending platform adventure created purely for co-op. Play as the clashing couple Cody and May, two humans turned into dolls by a magic spell. Trapped in a fantastical world, they're reluctantly challenged with saving their fractured relationship, sorry, relationship, (laughs) by the suave love guru Dr. Hakim. 
A huge variety of gleefully disruptive gameplay challenges stand between them and their return to normal, end quote. So I think it's a pretty apt That's a really spot on <laughs> description right there. Yeah, because it's kind of hard to describe. Yeah. Uh, be- just because it does so much. Um, okay, so let's give general thoughts, just a quick, quick rundown, and then we'll get into, in, into spoilers. So Chris, um, general thoughts without spoiling anything. What did you think of this game? Uh, yeah, the, the It Takes Two is a very inventive game. It keeps uh, challenging your expectations. And, like, it really surprises you, like, every 15 minutes, it seems like. Yeah. Um, this is the most creative platformer I've ever played. Um, and, you know, I've played a lot of them, like Rayman. I've played the <laughs> Super Mario series. Well, most of them, anyway. I haven't played Odyssey or <laughs> 3D um, Mario World. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I really enjoyed this this experience and, like, this... Um, marriage between gameplay and story that Josefara seems to like be a master of with like Brothers mm-hmm. of the Tale of Two Sons and A Way Out. Like it, it's like it reaches it, it's his full potential with this game. Yeah, I think that's that's well said. Um, yeah, there isn't really much like this. I mean, I guess you could compare it to A Way Out, but only in that it's like co op only, I guess. Other than that, it's it's. I think pretty different because it's a platformer um and you get a lot for your money as well because like it has a high budget uh blockbuster action (laughs) in a platformer which is strange like you wouldn't expect it and then Mm -hmm. just the graphics are absolutely stunning um i was mentioning earlier but i i think like if you told me that sony published this with one of their big first party studios i would have believed you you know that's how good it is and you have so much value because it's only 40 bucks and uh, a partner or a friend online can join you or you could do it offline too. Yeah. Or locally. Yeah. And so the other person gets it for free. Basically you invite it. The, the person who owns the game invites the second player via online or locally, obviously. And that second player can join for free without having to own a copy. And I think that's a really ballsy and risky move. Um, but it just, it just goes to show like how much they want you to play this game and they're not necessarily only focusing on money, you know? Um, and, and that's what you get. That's what you get when you have a a smaller studio like this, who's willing to take risks versus your annualized franchise that you see, you know, all the time. I think it works because I I remember a way out doing well for the studio. And now Mm -hmm. like it, it's like this natural kind of organic word of mouth that's right game developers and uh, indie studios in particular are really want <laughs> with their marketing campaigns right. right so it's 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 a br- brilliant genius move uh by hazelight mm-hmm. and uh i hope they keep making co-op games with this feature yeah i'm with you so we'll leave it right there for our spoiler free thoughts mm-hmm. and then now if you, if you guys want to turn it off uh, if you haven't played yet feel free to do that come back yeah come back yeah because we're gonna get into spoilers now so um we'll just i have a run of show here this is basically this is just going to be sort of a a general guide for us here the first thing we have is the story now this game is really story focused and the narrative for me was one of the driving forces to, to keep me playing which 
says a lot because I'm not somebody who generally cares or pays attention to a story in a game, which I know is blasphemous to a lot of people. But I think it's not that I just automatically turn that off in my brain. It's that typically within the first half hour of a game, the story loses me mm-hmm. of most games. Whereas with this, it's almost like The Last of Us or, you know, these games that have uh, famous stories where the story is so intertwined throughout the game that, like, you can't turn that off, really. Like, it's impossible to, to separate the two. And that's a testament to how well this game is designed. Um, so basically, the, the, with the story, yeah, as I read before, the, the, the two parents turn into dolls and they become separated from their, their daughter. And they're in the midst of a divorce or they're going to get divorced. And essentially, the parents want to find their way back to the, to the daughter and, and become human again. That's sort of the, the main gist of the story. Um, but one thing, and you, you, you put this here, is that the, the two main characters are pretty unlikable, which I think it, yeah. I, I'm in agreement. And I noted here as well that they're not, like, evil or, like, you know, totally despicable or whatever, but they're just kind of, like selfish kind of jerks basically and yeah i I would have liked to have liked them more (laughs) which is kind of a weird thing to say um but at the same time i still wanted to see them reach their goal because i I cared about the daughter i feel like a lot more the daughter uh rose i believe her name was and she's what do you uh, what do you think like five years old maybe something like that five or six years old very young and so this daughter's basically by herself in her it's like so horrible. She's like by herself in this house while the parents are dolls and they're going on this crazy adventure. Um Yeah, so I, I just I wasn't a fan of the main characters, which is kind of a, a shame. Um Yeah. What I, did you think of them? I, I think it they work in a way as protagonists just because of the comedic chemistry between the two actors. Um, mm-hmm. and, like the timing, the script is excellent. Um, right, yeah. The, like overall, I I just I just find their their dialogue fantastic. So uh, like you can kind of ignore their their faults, I guess. And but at the same time, you can believe that chemistry too between the two characters. Like right. you believe that they were in a relationship together. And what this game beautifully does is through its gameplay shows like how um you know how they're building their relationship up again um we're seeing like for example um in the garden level we see um the the male character uh, cody um he's rekindling his passion for gardening right and then they realize together that hey you know may wasn't very supportive of him uh of his uh of his, um, I don't know, his, his hobby, hobby, right? Right? Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of fractured their relationship. And at the end of the se- sequence, we see them get more, him get more involved in the garden and be reignited again, you know? And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, through the, through the gameplay, through the level design, we see that, you know, he used to be very much into it just because right. of how evocative it is. Yeah. And I think one thing is that, as the game progresses, you start to like the characters more yeah. because they sort of, well, first of all, they're nicer to one another. Uh, and I think that's just generally more likable. Um, and then, you know, they, they, they sort of become parents or at least they, they show their parenthood 
uh, and I think like a healthy way at, at the very very end. Um, and so at least at least with me, I I liked them way more at the end than I did at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I see you making uh, making a face right now. What's the I, face? No, I'm just I'm just thinking about that infamous scene with the elephant. I like. Oh god. I, I feel like at the end of the story, they it didn't feel redeemed. Like that was horrible. Yeah. What they did to that yeah. elephant, they 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 killed it pretty much. Um, yeah. Let's talk about the, yeah. let's talk about the elephant. <laughs> so this is, the, the, and I'm sure if you if you're listening to this, you you might have seen people talk about this on Twitter yeah. or something because I. Before I played, I, I just saw somebody mention the elephant scene. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Okay, so basically, at the beginning of the game, the daughter, Rose, cries on these dolls, which is sort of what sparks the spell, I guess, and turns the parents into those dolls. And so Cody, sa- uh, the, the father, says, okay, well, to break the spell, we just have to get her to cry on <laughs> us again. Sure, that, I guess that logic makes sense. Well, they were like, okay, well, how do we get her to cry? And so basically... What they end up doing, it's this horrible, like, pretty drawn-out sequence yeah. of them essentially murdering her stuffed elephant. Dragging it uh, and, like, breaking pieces of it, like, the air and all that. Yeah. It's pretty horrifying yeah. to see. Right, yeah, like, there, I think there's a, a, a sequence where, like, a pin or a pen or something stabs yeah. into the the elephant's yeah. ear, and then, they, and then they pull it and rip it, yeah. and it rips its ear off, and then, it, <laughs> and then they rip its... They rip its leg off and the stuffing all comes out and then they like push it off a cliff like in Lion King, yeah. like that whole thing. And <laughs> it's it's just, it's like way over the top and like, yeah. I don't know. What it makes it so brutal. horrifying to me, and I'll remember this for a very long time, is that the elephant has this like adorable like kid's voice that you'd see in right. like a children's television show. And it's going like, yeah. no, please don't hurt me. I'm like, oh my god, I don't want to do this right now. And I had to look away from the screen while while doing this. Uh, Right. But it was effective as well. Oh, absolutely. It was very effective. Absolutely. Um, And (laughs) that music as well was super creepy because it was like, like, you know, it was like a toy Like little bells? bells Yeah, like little bells and stuff. But it it sounded kind of twisted at the same time, so... Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, uh, but I do feel like the parents weren't redeemed for that uh, uh, situation because they didn't care about the daughter at all at that point. They just cared about themselves coming back. They didn't care right. of like, oh, she's going to be upset. Like they, they were intentionally trying to make her sad in a situation where you know her parents being divorced, making her feel even worse. Right. Right. So they weren't even considering yeah. that. And I feel and, like at the end they should have done done like this little scene of them fixing the elephant, you know, uh, rather than just yeah. showing the elephant fixed. You know, I, I feel like they should have done the process of showing that and like giving her back to the daughter. Right. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, and I, us saying we don't like the the parents, I don't know that that's necessarily like a criticism, or I don't know it because. I feel like it's um you don't necessarily need to like the characters for it to still be effective. Like I think this is a great allegory for a lot of parents. Yeah. Like a lot of parents are probably or, well not probably a lot of parents are bad and they only act out of selfishness. So I think this is a great sort of mirror to that. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think you're right. I, yeah. I think we're rooting for the daughter Rose um instead of the right. parents. Exactly. Because we keep yeah. seeing scenes of them of of her like being sad and you know reminiscing about stuff about her parents and when they were um happy you know before. 
Um, exactly. And like, and one. I, I remember you mentioning earlier, Joseph. It's like, oh, it's gonna be one of those games. It's gonna be a sad game, right? And you were kind of right. right. Yeah, I was. And then the one thing. This is something that was really prominent in my head the whole time we were playing. Um, so there's this Doctor Hakim character who is very like over the top and like very exaggerated. <laughs> um, he he's he's a book, and I think he's supposed to be Hispanic. Um, yeah. And just way, way over the top. And I think at first he's kind of annoying, but as you play through the game, he's a little bit more endearing. Um, and his entire, his entire purpose is to, as we've joked before, to fix their relationship. And he wants to challenge them, to get them to work together. Um, and throughout the, throughout the whole game, in my mind, I was like, why does he want them to get back together? Like, why? Like some, I just kept thinking like, some relationships or some marriages aren't meant you're not meant to be with that person like you shouldn't force that to happen if it's not right Uh, and that's something i've always felt you know outside of the context of this game i just think that you shouldn't force relationships into working but at the end of the game i sort of realized that he wasn't dr akeem wasn't necessarily trying to get them to become a couple again romantically but to be parents to be co-parents and i think that message friend yeah or friends whatever just but but the point is to be there for the daughter and that really stuck with me and at the end i was pretty satisfied with that like okay he he wasn't necessarily pushing for them to become a couple again but to be good co-parents which i think is a really strong and important message and so for that i really want to give this game credit for sort of subverting my expectations and just doing something that games typically don't cover yeah yeah so but you weren't as pleased with the ending, right? You thought it was too neat, too... I don't know. What did you think? I just thought it was too simple, honestly. After... We'll talk about this later, but... Like, this game is pre- felt pretty long. And I wanted yeah. more of a reward for it. You know, we saw a few cutscenes here and there at the end showing them being together, you know, helping Rose uh, come back home. Uh, but I don't know... I think my mind's kind of changed after talking about it with you because I, I think, yeah, like it doesn't show them like being madly in love to get together again. And I think that if, if they did that, that would have felt cheap. Um, exactly. And that's the whole time I was like, God, they're going to get back together at the end, which yeah. I just feel like is not believable. Like no. I wouldn't believe that. And, and, and they didn't at the end. They they weren't really like romantic with one another. They did kiss, but it wasn't really like I don't know. It wasn't yeah like it wasn't like sexual or romantic or anything. Um, but I think the point is that they they vowed to be co-parents and like be be there for the daughter, which I think was I, that's what I was satisfied with, and I was so glad they didn't take the easy way out and just yeah. go, okay, you're back together. Burr, and, burr, burr. Yeah. and I think the game shows that, yeah, they weren't very compatible with each other. One is a right. hard worker, and the other is like someone who loafs around, you know? Um, right. So I, I feel like, yeah. and like all for the fun. And both of those uh, people, the Cody and May, they, they, they have a different like their values of life and how to spend it are completely different. Like they've gone on completely right. different paths. Yeah, I'm with you. So, uh, story is very important in this game, and I think it stands out. It's one of my favorite video game stories ever. Yeah. Um, but 
But let's talk about the gameplay and we'll cover the puzzles and, and, and all that. This game has like some of the best variety I've seen in a game ever. Like, yeah. Uh, it, it's it's reminiscent of so many so many games. Like obviously you've got your typical platforming sections, but even those I feel like were really inventive, especially when you combine the co-op nature of it. Because almost every puzzle you you, you come across, or or, or or I guess every puzzle you come across is it built around co-op. And so like it's not just okay, jump across the gap. It's Oh, you're control. The other player's controlling the platforms, and you have to tell me when it's safe to jump. Yeah. Um. And, and and so there's this element of communication that goes through, which which again is like it. It almost reminds me of um Celeste in that the goal is to climb a mountain, and so the game is really hard because you're supposed to overcome that mountain. And this, the goal is to repair the relationship, and so they they execute that by like making you communicate with one another. Yeah. It's it's really it's really brilliant and. Yeah, I just think like like you mentioned here the the hammer and nail puzzles. Yeah, I think those are spot on. Like one of the one of my favorite puzzles. Uh, basically, uh, Cody has the nails and May has the hammer, and so Cody can throw the nails at any wall and they stick out, and so then May can jump on it and use the hammer to like swing across. And so there are sections when Cody needs to quickly throw the nails, and then she jumps and like there's something chasing her or whatever the case might be where it's like time oriented. Um, and I just think those were so smart and so inventive and really satisfying, um, especially when you, you know, do it correctly. Yeah, the aha um, moments is plenty in here. And uh, right. you get that <laughs> satisfaction from finishing a puzzle like or figuring it out, you know? Yeah, so that that was one of my favorites. I also really like the one where um, uh, Cody can change size. Yeah. And so, and and then May could like walk on walls, basically. And so there were a lot of really cool puzzles uh, with that, uh, and it, especially like during the space section and all that. I just thought that was really really cool. And then what I love is that those that puzzle element and like your grasp of the the ability, the different abilities both Cody and May have, they evolve into the boss battle themselves. And right. like it's so evolved how like okay you've learned everything about the mechanics we've given you now implement them you know and right that that is perfect boss design and each and every time it felt like a big moment um at the end of the level to you know to finally right. um beat the level and like get 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 the, uh, finish this big boss battle Right, yeah, and it was it's like it's rewarding and it's sort of a culmination of yeah. all of the mechanics you've learned. And then the next level is completely different and you don't use mm -hmm. those mechanics anymore. Nope. Or maybe 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 you do, maybe some return. I actually can't remember. But nonetheless, yeah, like the next section is like totally vastly different. And that's one thing that I think works to this game's strength. Like I think my favorite moment of the entire game gameplay wise was there's this section where uh Cody is flying a plane and May is on top of the plane yeah. fighting a squirrel. <laughs> and yeah. it's it's presented as like a fighting game. But I'm or I I was Cody and I was actually controlling the plane. And so like I was bobbing and weaving around obstacles and you were on top of the plane <laughs> fighting. fighting a yeah. squirrel. It was so wild and, and over the top. Something else I want to mention is that, you know, uh you can play this like another time, you know, with multiple playthroughs. And with each character, they're so different that it's going to offer you another walkthrough with completely different gameplay. 
Right. Yeah. Like while we were playing, I was like, fuck, I want to play as May now because that section looked really cool. Yeah. Like there's a, there's a, uh, one of the earlier sections. It's like a, a third person shooter pretty much. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Co- Cody can like, I, I don't know what, it, I guess it's like bee like, juice. Honey. Bee, yeah. Honey. Oh, hun- oh, wow. I'm a fucking idiot. Bee juice. Bee juice. Honey. <laughs> wow. God, I, I fucking hate myself. Okay. Yeah. Honey. So I would, th- <laughs> I would throw the honey. And then you have, I don't know what, what was your thing? Like explosive? Like what? Yeah. Like yours was like a, a gun. I don't know what it was, but anyway, when you combine match, the two, when I would I think, oh, it was like fire or something. Yeah. yeah. When I, I would put honey on the wall and then may you could shoot the honey and it would create this gigantic explosion. And so we had to work together to take out enemies and stuff. So that was really cool. Um, there's a section that plays like Diablo. It's just like a, a, a top down like dungeon crawler and like we have magic powers. Absolutely. And nuts. crazy. There's an underwater section that actually doesn't suck. Yeah. I thought it was pretty well done. The controls um, are fantastic. Like throughout. Yeah. Like this is one of the best feeling 3D platformers I've played. Um, yeah. In a platformer, especially, that's important. I mean, yeah. in any game, controls are important. But in a platformer, it's like. When you get your hands on that controller and you hit the jump button, you pretty much know immediately how that's yeah. going to feel, if you're going to like that, you know? And in this game, it's like, it, it, I think it still would have been okay, like, if the controls were a little floaty, because the rest of it is so good. But also the controls are, like, fucking, like, phenomenal, right? So it's, but, like, it, it's just awesome. It's just a few puzzles we came across that felt a bit awkward, like the the one with... Uh, where I controlled like a platform, like 360. Remember that? Oh yeah. And like yes. the environment didn't really contribute to that. Like it felt like yeah. pretty wonky because the I had to go around these pipes that kind of got cons cons um construed kind of like my movement. Yeah. So I honestly like I don't know how many puzzles are in the game, but like there's a lot. I, I, I would say, like, probably only, like, five of them I, I felt were a little obtuse, which, like, I don't know, if there's 50 puzzles in the game and only five of them are obtuse, that's pretty, mm-hmm. that's pretty good. Um, for, for the most part, I think everything was, like, well-designed. And, yeah, and it was cool because one of us would always, like, figure it out, right? Like, we didn't use a walkthrough, which I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to brag. Or no, whatever. we didn't use it. It's, it's, yeah, it's, like, well-designed enough to where you don't need to use a walkthrough. And what was cool is, like, I would be stumped, and then you would go, oh, yeah, just do this. And I'm like, okay, cool. Or, like, you would be like, I have no idea. And I'm like, oh, I think I figured it out. So, That's like, what makes both the of us so figured fun. it out. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think the, the gameplay is immaculate. It's inventive. It's, it's got, I think, like, some of the most variety I've seen yeah. in, a, in a game ever. Um, the levels are fantastic. Now, uh, the, I, yeah, like, there are so many different level types. Like, it starts out, and you're, like, in this shed. And then it goes to like, you know, uh, uh, like underwater. And then you're in space. I don't really understand mm. the logistics behind that, but you're in space. It's inventive. Um, it's imaginative. Like, I just said, hey, it's just magic. Just, just go with it. And then the yeah, because I was the, like, <laughs> I, I was like, is this actually happening? And you're like, it's just magic. I'm like, okay. And it's <laughs> it's fucking gorgeous. Like. Mm-hmm. It's just so evocative. Like, for example, you're in this like quaint ski village or whatever where cody and may met and in the uh, like joseph you noticed this but in the skyline you can see the outside world out of the right. snow globe you're in 
So I'm like, right. holy shit. Like, it's, it's so imaginative, so thoughtful. And, like, there are so many big scale moments where you believe, like, hey, is this an indie game? Like, this is this is pretty pretty up there in terms of budget. Um, right, it that, looks, that clock it looks tower and section. plays it. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. The clock tower mm-hmm. section is fantastic. Yeah, it looks and feels expensive. Like, yeah. That's that's one of one of the takeaways. Um, but yeah, what was interesting is like every level is based on like a real place that the two characters have in common, whether it's their house or whatever the case is. Like one of my favorite sections is um, Rose's bedroom, and so when you imagine a a bedroom in in your head, it, it, it's kind of like Toy Story, where like <laughs> the the doll the dolls are like really small and the room is huge. But there's this like level of like. It's like surreal almost where it's very exaggerated and there are these like gigantic ball pits that like that would obviously not fit inside of her actual room but like you said it's magic and so there are like <laughs> these levels are just like ginormous and and inventive I think you and know what really kind of, bizarre almost kind of reminds me of um some classic films like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang or oh, um yeah. what is it like uh uh Bedknobs and Broomsticks Something like that, where like, I haven't you heard of that one, but imaginative worlds, um, and they learn, um, like something from it, you know, from from exploring that right. area. Yeah, it it almost felt like dreamlike, where yeah. you're grabbing bits and pieces of reality, but then melting them together in a dream, so that it's not, it doesn't like really make sense, but from the context of like gameplay and and, and like linearity, there is a path you can follow, which I think is really cool. Um. And then one of my other favorite things are the little mini games scattered throughout yeah. and they're always, they're always competitive. And so um, for the most part, they're pretty like basic, like some of them are button mashy or some are like uh, like a music rhythm game sort of. And so it always pits us together and you, you beat me at most of them. I, I think, yeah, no, it's okay. But I, I like that there because it, it sort of is like taking a break from the, from the game and like just having like a little bit of fun. I think that's, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite things is that you could play a full game of chess. <laughs> there's a, so, so there's this section where you, where you're on a chess board and you're like fighting with the chess pieces. And I, at first I was like, fuck, is this going to make us actually play chess? And it doesn't. And a part of me was like a little disappointed cause I wanted to play. But then the other part of me was like, well, if younger players are, are experiencing this, they probably might not want to play chess, whatever. But then we stumbled ar- upon an actual chessboard, and that was, that was, like, one of the coolest things because it's almost like wizard chess in Harry Potter where, like, the characters were, like, pieces almost, and, like, they would move the chess pieces. It was just... That, that was really cool. I mm-hmm. thought that was awesome. And I think we missed a few as well. I, I don't think we oh, yeah, everything. We... Um, yeah. Leading to, once again... Uh, a bunch of replayability there, so you can find everything right. in the game. Yeah, they're pretty well um, hidden. So, yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, so yeah, we've we've praised this game a lot. Um, it's not perfect. I think there are some some uh, faults that this game has, and I think the biggest one that we both agreed on is that it's too long. Yeah. Um, we finished in around ten hours, nine nine and a half, ten hours. I feel like this game would have been stronger at about eight hours now discussing game length is kind of tricky as a critic because like we get paid to do this and you know we get games for free that's not a brag it's just we get (laughs) we get games for free versus 
a regular consumer who purchases their game, they want to get their money's worth. And so that's a totally fair point. Um, I, I think there's a way to do it so that it's, uh, there's like optional stuff that, that makes it more worth the money while still con, um, constraining the main story to a tighter time frame. I think would, would still work. Yeah. And I definitely think eight hours would have been a sweet spot for this. Um, there are sections when I'm just like, holy shit, like, all right. <laughs> like, uh, you could probably cut it at, at about now, you the know? The pacing was a bit off um, for me. Yeah. Like, I, I got disinterested a few times just because, like, I think the grass, the, like, the, the garden level that I was talking about earlier, I feel like it's a little too long. Um, right. Like, the toads and the spider sections weren't really needed. Oh! Uh... Uh, yeah, <laughs> Sorry, they sure weren't. Yeah, they sure weren't. I have a phobia of toads. Yeah, just yeah. I think they're frogs uh, technically, but yes. Well, whatever. That's yeah. the same. To, uh, uh, as far as I'm concerned, I'm still just as terrified. Uh, um, yeah. And so, like, what I suggested is is not necessarily cutting levels, but cutting little be- bits and pieces of each level to to trim down that that uh, that time. And I think would have been okay. Um, and then, yeah, I think you, you brought up here, um, the simple ending. I, I want to be clear. I, I also think the ending was simple and I do kind of wish a little bit more was, um, expanded upon there. But I think my biggest, um, surprise and like relief is that they just didn't go with that easy, yeah. oh, they got back together ending. And that's what I'm so pleased You know about. what that would but have I- been the worst? If like there was like a after credit scene where we hit, we see like a bump on <laughs> oh, like a no. baby bump yeah. Uh, like, yeah. yeah that would have been like the most cheesiest kind of way to wrap it ever so uh, I think yeah. you're right I think the simple ending is the better option here but I do feel because of how long the game felt like right. I wish there was a better reward somehow for all that work yeah yeah I'm with you on that I don't think this ending is perfect, by the way. I just, I was just glad they didn't get back together, mm. but, or at least not romantically. But yeah, I do, I'm with you because yeah, you go on this long journey and then the the game is summed up in the last, like, li- like literally five minutes, yeah. maybe even less than that, yeah. like two, three minutes, something like that. And for, for how long the game is, yeah, I'm with you that, that, that I, I, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more I- at the end there. Here's yeah. what I would have liked to see. I would have liked to see the parents interact with Rose more because right. of the issues I have with the game of them not really caring about Rose um, and her right. feelings. Um, so I, I would have seen, I would have loved to see her uh, hang out with uh, her parents and like the, the parents not being particularly romantically together, but like agreeing to look after the child, you know, like that would have been right. nice to see. Right. Yeah. I think they purposely left it a little bit ambiguous because yeah. it's not it's not exactly clear whether or not they get back together. It, they they just sort of definitively say that yes, we're going to be good parents and then they kind of just like walk off into the sunset. And yeah. so like they I guess there's a there's a reality or the, an alternate reality where they do get back together. There's a reality where they that felt stay cheap. co-parents. I don't I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But at the end of the day, I'm just glad that it wasn't like a nice bow that wrapped it up. Okay, we're back together. Yay, happy ending. You, you know, know so what would have been a cool ending if, like, Doctor Hakim was like the final boss, and the two just didn't want to get back together at all. Yeah, like, I think that would have been 
ballsy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I do think how they wrapped it up, like the toy sections uh, of them being dolls, you know, I, I think that was really right. well done because like she right. was so scared of singing and I could feel that in the haptic feedback of the PS5 controller DualSense. Like yeah. I could feel the heartbeats. And as she was walking up to the stage, her heartbeat raised more and more. And like things like that oh, are so yeah. cool. And like that, those extra details are so clear in It Takes Two. Like, yeah. Yeah. And what's wild is I didn't get to experience that. No. You were just, there's a, there's a section where the end, the end of the game is May is going to sing. And she's, that's what, that's her passion. She's just afraid to do it. And so Chris said, as we were playing, yeah, that the heartbeat, you could feel it in the controller. And I'm like, I totally didn't even get to experience that. Now I want to play it again. Yeah. So, um, uh, so I think that that's pretty much where we want to leave it here. But I do want to say that this is one of my favorite games, like of all time, honestly. Wow. Um, just because of all the special things and like these cri- these criticisms criticisms we have with like the characters aren't particularly likable and all this. I think that that those criticisms that we have are like already like deeper than most games get anyway. So for that, I think this game still deserves credit mm-hmm. for getting us to think think beyond just oh I'm a I jumped on the enemy's head you know whatever. So uh, definitely, it's my game of the year so far. I know we're only in April. Uh, we're Resident Evil comes out at the end of the year. next month. Yeah, uh, but yeah, definitely. And the one thing I want to say as well is I don't think this game is going to sell particularly well, which is a shame. I hope you're wrong. I hope I'm wrong too. I, I, I it's just. It's not your blockbuster, or at least it's not presented that way uh, as this blockbuster game. And so I feel like a lot of people are probably going to skip this. And it, it, it is kind of a barrier, right, that you have to play it cooperatively. I think that's automatically, like, hard to get through for some people, right? But um, I, I would say that there has been a rise of co-op games over the last few years, especially with the COVID pandemic. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but anyway, I, I definitely recommend this game. I think it's, it's, it's great for kids. It's great for, uh, well, maybe well, I don't think, young. no, it's T for teen actually. So I don't think uh, it's good for kids because there's, there's a well, few swear words here and there. And that elephant scene was horrific and will be in my mind forever. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll say, I'll say this. It's good for mature kids. Yeah, I think so. Uh, uh, and, and definitely great for adults. And I just think this is, um, such a smart topic that games don't explore ever yeah. really so yeah one of my favorite favorite games ever definitely uh, one of my favorite games of the year chris anything else you wanted to say before we wrap up i don't think we've given the script enough credit it's very funny like we were laughing oh, yeah. all the way through um yeah yeah <laughs> so <laughs> there's a lot of great moments of the script as well uh, yeah and and what's great is that yeah we were laughing and then yeah the elephant scene happens or a scene like a heartfelt moment with the daughter like it, there yeah. there are lots of emotions and then like that that section where you're fighting the squirrel i was screaming because i was like that's so fucking cool so like there are all these emotions that happen while you're playing mm-hmm. from sadness to happiness to excitement to like you know uh suspense almost like yeah it's a it's very uh it'll get your it'll what is it it'll pull at your heartstrings i guess yeah the saying. and so many surprises in this game that just like made me so happy yeah yeah definitely so um let's end it there because we don't want to go yeah too terribly long here um chris thank you for your time thank you um and that you're a busy play... player as well. yeah i have a lot to do yeah 
<laughs> um, everybody go play It Takes Two. And Chris, where can people find you when you're not on the show? Yeah, you can find me at Penwell Writes on Twitter. You can check out my stuff on The Gamer and Retroware and Tech Raptor. Uh, I will have a write-up on it, it Takes Two on Retroware, um, as it's technically an indie game. And uh, yeah, you can read my stuff there. Uh, go check out Go Beyond, my Hero Academia podcast, each and every Wednesday. Uh, Vaughn Hyde and I, we go through the nitty-gritty details of each and every episode. Um, we compare the anime to the manga and get very, very nerdy. Um, and yeah, it's a lot of fun. We've been doing it for a year now this week. Uh, which Holy is nuts, shit. and uh, yeah, uh, hope to continue it further. Cool. Uh, you can find my work. Uh, well, sorry, you can find me on Twitter at Joseph Yaden. You can find my work at Digital Trends. I actually did a review for It Takes Two over at Your Money Geek that you can check out. Mm-hmm. And I just did a pretty interesting report about the PS Vita games that you guys can read over at uh, Games Radar. And I've got a bunch of other stuff in the works as well. So. We want to thank everybody for their time. Please, please go check out this game. Please, please, please. please. Seriously. It's like, if this were Call of Duty or something, no knock against Call of Duty, I wouldn't be begging you to try it because every Call of Duty is going to sell well. This game, I don't think is going to sell very well. And so I'm really wanting people to play it because please. I think it's so good and so special. Yeah. So thank you for your time and we will catch you on the next episode. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. Hope this fixes your relationship. Also, we got a review gonna... code from EA. Thank you so much. I was going <laughs> to say the same thing. I'm glad you. I'm glad you said that. All right, bye.